welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. So good morning to the podcasters. I'm stood here holding two glasses with coloured water in. One is blue and one is red. And um, we used to, the, the bank was divided into districts and I worked in the Manchester district. And each district had um, like a, a, a fairly senior management team and they were known as local directors. And one of the local directors for Manchester was Blue Blood. Okay. And the reason they called him Blue-Blooded was because he was, he was a distant um, descendant of one of the original Barclay family who founded the bank. Because the bank was founded, uh, Barclay's bank was founded by a couple of brothers whose name was Barclay, hence the name. And this guy was a distant um, descendant. And uh, he was... He was therefore blue-blooded. He was part of the family. Okay, so we're blue-blooded. Okay, that's, the, that's just a, a completely inconsequential way of describing this is us. All right? Okay. And the red blood, the red water, represents Jesus. Okay? Now, theologically, when we get saved, <laughs> does Jesus come into us or do we go into Jesus? Which way round do you want me to do it? Okay. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Okay. It's no longer I live, but Christ who lives in me. Should we do it that way round? Or do we want to die and live in Christ? Are we bothered? Okay. Put Jesus in us. Okay, we're going to put Jesus in us. All right, we're going to put Jesus in us. Okay, so there's all of Jesus, right, in us. The fullness of God. Now, you see, I've used slightly too much colour because it's supposed to be purple. And if you look from the top, it is purple. Okay. So, Jesus poured himself out and this is us. Okay. Now, who wants a job? Come on, Jonas. I'd like you to separate me and Jesus. Oh, golly, yes. That is on my keys. <laughs> that was a great plan. It's okay. We'll edit this bit off. That, how far had you got? Oh, wow. Right, so you've got two inside and out, yeah? When they... Well, it's all right. Okay, off you go. It's okay. So, how how are you doing? Come on. Just pour half of it back in. All right, okay, stop. Okay, that's that's helped with the colour. Okay, so what? where's the red gone? And where's the blue? Where are you now? Where are you? And where's Jesus? All right. You see, the thing is, um, I'm going to talk this morning about being secure. You know, we're doing, we're doing all these I am, I am, I am royal, I am, I am, I am. And, and you, I'm sorry, but I can't get too many of them. I, I just, you know, 
I'm in him, he's in me. Okay. And for so long I had a, con I had a conditional version of Christianity where in my head, if I did something bad enough, the, the, in our illustration, the red water would have somehow extracted itself from me and I'd be left as the blue water, right? Okay. And then I'd, I'd you know, oh God, I'm really sorry. I'd, I'd, I'm really, really, really sorry. Now, listen, there's nothing wrong with saying sorry. Saying sorry is very helpful. But I want to suggest to you that the person who is helped most by the saying sorry is the person saying sorry. <laughs> All right? Okay. And we'll talk about forgiveness another day. But um, that, so, okay. And then, and then in my head, what would happen is Jesus, once I'd done enough sorry saying, right, would go, okay, I forgive you. And it would come back in and I would go purple again. And then I'd, you know, kick the cat, swear at the wife, whatever it might, might be. And, and all of a sudden, the red water would, would leave. And I had this theology, at least that was partly true, where somehow the presence of God, right, was conditional on my behavior. Um, and, and I would have this, you know, what's going on here? Um, but just to prove it really is food coloring, all right? <laughs> resurrect me from the dead hopefully that won't kill me um, but you see to me that is a game changer okay because forever now whether, whether or not I, I, I can ever understand it we're one right we're one. And it's this weird, like, I don't, you know. Uh, so, so you see, the trouble is, that is open to huge um, misunderstanding and misrepresentation and abuse. Because people can say to me, so you're, you're now saying you're God, are you then? You know? You know, well... No, I'm not saying, I'm clearly I am not God, but something incredible has happened in that the Bible says the fullness of God lives in me. Well, what does that make me? It makes me some, somebody different than somebody without the fullness of God. Um, and I'm not saying that to, you know, elevate my status or anything like that. I'm just, I'm just trying to to help us to see that once God's in, he's in. All right? And we cannot separate the red and the blue anymore. We've created this incredible purple, royal color. All right? So if we look at Romans 8, verse 38, 39, all right? Verses that we, you know, oh yeah, probably one of the first, if you ever were into, have ever been into learning Bible verses, probably one of the first verses that, um, 
Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. I am persuaded beyond doubt. I love the Amplified Bible because it gives you more opportunities to understand. Right? Where does stuff from the... The brackets, within the brackets. All right, okay. Where does it come from? Well, that, that's the people who, who translated it, um, they've delved a bit into the, the meanings of the words and tried to expand on those meanings. But, um, so the, the brackets don't actually arrive until... I am sure, okay. So they're giving you an alternative explanation for I am persuaded beyond doubt. You know, we have, we have a legal system in this country, don't we? Um, and I hope you do have in Germany too, where um, the onus, the, the, the responsibility in a court of law is on the prosecution to prove beyond reasonable doubt that the person or people did what they are being accused of doing. Okay? And the jury needs to be persuaded beyond doubt. The jury needs to be sure. The jury needs to be convinced. Right? And if they are, they vote guilty. Right? And if they're not, then if they have any doubt, then they must um, say, sorry, you haven't proved his guilt, therefore, or her guilt, or their guilt. So we're going to say he is not guilty, right? And it's that strong. Okay, Paul says, I am persuaded beyond doubt. Okay, I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things impending so in other words things that are going to happen or threatening or things to come or powers or height or depth or anything in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus in other words he could have shortened that verse and just put nothing Country. But he wants you to get hold of what he means by the word nothing. So he gives you some examples, okay? So death, life, angels, principalities, things that are coming along, things that are threatening, height, depth, anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. Okay. So, just to go back to my glass, I cannot be separated, right? I cannot be separated. And, you know, you, you can just put your own things in there that you might, for whatever reason, allow yourself to believe can cause some separation from that love, all right, which you may have control over, you may have, you may not have control over, you know, um, 
I, I won't I won't speculate as to as to what they may or may not be, um, but what I'm trying to get us to see and to grasp, if you like, or the invitation is, um, if that is true, if that is true, that absolutely nothing can separate me from the love of God. In other words, me and God, we're just one, right? Because God is love, right? Yeah? So if that's true, that nothing can derail that, nothing can cause that to um, not be a reality, then that makes a huge difference to how I approach life, if I want it to. Um, and for me, one of the huge, bit of, one bit of the huge difference that it's made to my life is this aspect of security, which is just, you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just really, in a sense, building on the fact that we, you know, we talked before about we belong, you know, we're royal, we're holy, we've been chosen, and all those things just hopefully just build and build and build and build. And the truth is, if nothing can separate us, then I am secure. Now, um, I think, has anybody got a scarf? Did anybody, did anybody, right, would you, would you be willing to donate it? Um, lend it to us in the interests of research. Okay, right. We are now going to find out how in union you two are. Is that okay? Is that is that all right? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's fairly easy. You just pardon? No. 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 We're not doing any kissing. I want you to. I want you to come and stand here. Just just right. Just so you don't bang your heads. Right. Okay. And stand here and Rose. I'll stand side by side. Okay. Stand side by side. That's right. It's nice and close. I want you to yoke them together at the ankle. Okay? What? We're going to tie you together. Yeah. Right? Yeah. At the ankle. All right? That's it. Get your shoelaces done first. Now, you've seen this done, you know, I'm sure many times. Three-legged races. We're not, we're not going to get you to race. Okay. Okay, that's it. Okay. Wow. Okay. Now it feels numb. Now it feels. <laughs> well, actually, what the thing is, you see, you. The idea. That is really. That, so this is numb. Did you say no. numb? Oh, oh, it should. It needs to go numb. It needs to die. No. Okay. Because actually, your left foot. Okay, now, it's here, right, isn't it? This is now your left foot. You have to think differently. You have to have your mind renewed. Okay, right, would you like to see how long it takes to get to the table? Whenever you're ready, you just, one of you, or both of you together is going to decide which foot's going first. Wow, look at that. Look at that. That's pretty impressive, that, actually. 
Well done. Okay. You kiss, 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 kiss. Okay. Um, you can you can undo yourselves unless you want to walk backwards. Uh, well, not walk backwards. I know. And yeah. Yeah, easier holding hands. I'll remember that the next time I do a three-legged race for granddads. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Is it okay if I hold your hand? What? No. <laughs> right. Now, did you did that feel natural? No. Okay. Can you explain a bit about why it didn't feel natural? No, no, that's, 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 yeah. But you see, in that, in that moment, however it works, right, however it works, the two of you are giving us a great demonstration of the two becoming one, right? In the sense of, you can't just go on your own, can you? You cannot, you know, you can't go that... I know I'm just being I'm just being deliberately simple and you could say silly and whatever. But you cannot if I'd said to you, okay Jonas, you go out the door, Miriam, you go to the table. It's just gonna end badly about there, isn't it? Right? And there's gonna be a lot of pain and anguish in the ankles. And somebody's probably gonna fall over, right? And you think Miriam wants to go to the table. Because destination is Where you go is absolutely irrelevant. The only thing that matters is that you realise you're going together. And you can't not go together. Right? You and Jesus. Right? And why would you want to not go together? Right? Now, I, go on. You see, you, you begin to you begin to explore all those expressions that exist in the natural, all those pictures that that you now think, oh yeah, so you do things differently together than you do on your own. Don't you? And I I I, I stumbled across this phrase years ago and I actually use it uh, sometimes if we're doing um, marriage uh, enrichment sessions and I say I want you to, I want to put this on your page okay and I want to put this on your page because you're married okay and I want to say to you that doing nothing together is better than doing something on your own okay now I don't I'm not saying you should never have any time to yourself. OK. 
But we've been married 37 years, and some of the most precious times are when we do nothing together. We do. So that's why I say the destination, the activity, that oh, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Because because then we get preoccupied with I need to know what the right I need to know what your will is for the life. Which comes back to what Rebecca was talking about on Sunday. It's all about the right thing to do. Alright. So we're yoked. And, and the reason I love that right, is because even when I'm having a bad day, Jesus is having a good one. Right? Because Jesus doesn't have bad days. Right? So even, I mean, Bob Johnson, bless him, uh, you know, we were blessed to have Bill's Johnson's brother, Bob, come and uh, share with us uh, for a little And he said, you know, even when you're having the worst day possible, Jesus is having a great day. A bit like, um, and you, you, um, you may have heard the story of Rachel, who was, uh, who was a student on the last school, who was quite reluctant to do evangelism. <laughs> and ended up in a clothes shopping sale. And... Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, she's got quite a strong accent, and so so the shop assistant um, says, to her, "So what are you what are you doing here? Have you have you all heard this story? No, okay. So Rachel has a choice at that point to tell her why she's actually here or pretend she's just shopping. And <laughs> she's this is my version of the story. So Rachel uh, lets slip that she's you know she's on this um, Bible school. You know. Oh, so what, what do you do at this Bible school? You see, so the, the assistant now is quite interested. What do you do at this Bible school? Oh, well, we... we, 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 we. And, um, and, uh, and, and then Rachel notices horror of horrors that this girl has got a little brace on her wrist. You know, one of those things that you wear when, you, when you've got a problem with your wrist. So she's going... She, ah, I can see where this is going. I can see where... I, I, I really don't want to pray for anybody. <laughs> God, why have you brought me in here? You brought me to the one shop where the shop assistant needs healing. <laughs> so Rachel's, like, not having the best of days. Okay. But horror of horrors, the shop assistant says, Well, I've got a bad wrist. You could pray for me. <sighs> okay. Face for the girl's wrist. And it gets better. And, I, you know, and I'm not, I'm not advocating that we should attempt to have bad days, you know. It's probably not great. But even if for whatever reason we're feeling a bit overwhelmed or underwhelmed or, you know, whatever it might be, Jesus is just that. Um, and um, I, want, I want to show you a little... A little clip. If you want to turn the lights off, and make this as dramatic as possible. It won't be very. It won't be very dramatic. It will be a bit dramatic. It's not the United Great Guitars. 
So just have a look at this for a minute and um, and then you can tell me Sorry, we got right, right, okay, we're, we're cooking now, we're cooking on gas. Alright, so let's just press that and press play that. Can you imagine being in that lighthouse? There's a very famous picture of a light uh, of, of a lighthouse in uh, off the coast of Brittany, um, and there's a guy at the doorway, and the um, you can look it up on 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 YouTube, and and the the water is about to engulf this lighthouse. And it looks for all the world like he's going to get swept away, but he actually gets the door shut just in time. The reason he got the door open was because they'd had such a bad storm that they, they, they needed, they'd been told that a helicopter was coming to rescue them, right? So he heard a helicopter and he opened the door and actually the helicopter was the photographer taking the photo. <laughs> So it's like, but they they did get rescued. Um, there's a if you if you go to IKEA, they used to do a huge picture of the the lighthouse with the the waves wrapping themselves round it, right? But sometimes life feels like this, doesn't it? Right? Let's just be honest, you know. Those waves come and boom. So um um okay, let's just. But I don't want to over over analyze the the pic, the uh, the symbolism, right, of lighthouse and and all that. But I think the reason I want to show you that is I want to ask you to think about how safe do I actually feel? Generally, 
and then specifically as I as I either look back over life can I identify places where I didn't feel safe or if I look forwards into the life in front of me am I at all feeling anxious about something that I think might happen in the future or something I know is going to happen in the future. Because uh, it's a challenge to us, isn't it? Because we have all these wonderful verses of scripture that, you know, and God promises, promises this, this, and this, and this. But for me, it needs to work. Okay. Christianity, if it's worth anything, it needs to work. Um, otherwise, why am I bothering? Okay, I don't mean to be rude, and you say, well, that's a very consumerist. <laughs> but, like, you want your marriage to work. I want my marriage to work, otherwise, why am I bothering? Um, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put some effort into making this relationship work. So, I want... I, I, I'm going to put some effort into making... Um, uh, without striving, developing my relationship with God. To see the beauty of all his promises um, become more real for me. Alright? Now. The, for me, one of the, one of the best ways to answer this question, alright, is to ask a question, right, if that's not completely confusing. So, um, I'm just going to unplug this for a second, because I need to get to... Does anybody know how to start a PowerPoint slideshow? Not at the beginning. Because I want to start at slide 49, and if I click slideshow, right, it starts, it won't, it won't... Start there, that one. Oh, Jonas, you're a genius. Okay, sorry for shouting on the tape if you're listening, but I'm very happy. Okay, I want to ask you. Oh, it's done that weird thing now. It's not. It's. This happened last time. It wouldn't go in the middle. Sorry. again. Ah, right, okay. Anybody know what this is? It's a barometer. Does everybody know what a barometer does? Shows the humidity in the atmosphere. Yeah. It's used in all sorts of places. We used to have one. I didn't used to have one. Um, my mother and father-in-law had one um, in a coat stand in the hallway and that that used to be quite a quite a common thing you see because in days gone by you would have a you'd have this like little throne type thing and and you probably kept a few different pairs of shoes in the in the seat bit 
and then you'd have umbrellas and you'd have hats and you'd have various coats and you'd come down the stairs and 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 there would be a there would be a mirror in this thing and there would be one of these and you would look at this and this would tell you what the weather's going to be like and therefore do I need an umbrella? Do I need to put my Wellingtons on? Do I need a raincoat? Or do I not? Right? It's quite clever, isn't it? So you can see, Storm, based on the... It's not a very good picture, but based on the... Um, I think that's the air pressure, or whatever. Um, and then there's, a, there's another... Something else is being measured here. This, this incredibly sophisticated... This is, is that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, so that's the, that's the air temperature here, isn't it, yeah? Okay, yeah, because that's naught and that's probably 32. Okay, so stormy rain, changeable fare, very dry. Tells you what the weather's like. Great question. What's the weather like? Now, right now. Using that analogy, I'm not talking about physical precipitation is it rainy is it sunny in your life in my life right now using that picture okay pick one of those words stormy rain change fair which one which one fair change you see if I'm really honest right now I'm here Right? Okay. On the outside, on the outside, I'm here. Right? Father-in-law, not doing great. Okay. And we've got family in America who are coming, flying over for Christmas, and we're still alive. And I don't, you know, we probably should edit that out. Okay? There's no reason for him not to still be alive at Christmas. But, to be honest with you, what we get told is happening changes so dramatically, so frequently, we just don't notice. And the, the challenge, of course, is you need to know what's happening. Right? Need to know what's happening so that I can go from storming. Right? I need answers. Right? Because I feel very scared. Right? I don't feel very secure. Because I don't want him to die. Right? And I know we all die someday, but I just don't want him to die. I'm just being really honest with you. I do not want him to die. Not right now. Not like this. I want him to be well, right, and him to go to sleep one night and not wake up. Just move from this chapter to the next chapter. Right? So you see, the weather on the outside is quite stormy. You know, and you can you can put all sorts of reasons there, can't you? You know, we've got our own bespoke set. <laughs> okay, 
But I can ask myself another question. What is the weather? Not on the air. Not on the air. What is the weather like? Right? Because nothing's changed. Right? Me and Jesus are still intrinsically melded together. We're still the purple liquid. Right? Whether the sun's shining or the thunderclouds definitely. Okay? We're still warm. And we've just seen a few ice well I found it's very helpful to look at a few I am statements that I just meditate on and remind myself. And I wanna I wanna say this as well. The best time to remind yourself of the truth, right, in my opinion, is when everything is going great. When the weather's fair, when the sun's shining, when 20 people haven't just left the church, not that 20 people have just left the church, do you know what I mean? It's, it's not a great idea to try and do it all when actually it's pouring down with rain and there's a gale blowing. Okay. I want to encourage you to encourage yourself in the truth. My life is just blissful. Okay. And then I think what you will find is what I found is that life remains blissful a lot longer. <laughs> And the weather on the inside takes precedence. I focus more on that weather, that truth, right? So, so the weather analogy is just the truth. What is the truth, right? The truth is me and Jesus are one. Go on. Yes, it can, it can be completely the other way. You would look at some people... Right, because they've learned to suppress or whatever, manage themselves, right? And actually, they could be in inner. So, both ways, right? Both ways. But what is, you know, what is going on inside? What is going on? Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
that's it's, it's a very in fact it's a very very important point very important point um trying to learn to swim when you're drowning is it's not the time to learn to swim yeah uh, and, and you know and you can put an, any analogy on that you know you think oh well I'm, I, I just I just won't go into water then I don't need to learn to swim I just won't go anywhere near water you know just using that picture and you think well okay I won't get into a relationship then I won't do relationships I'll stay single you know um, no actually learn how to do relationships and then you can get into one you know um, okay so so that is that is very very helpful and you, you, there's a very famous story in the Bible where Jesus in the midst of a storm right where his disciples are convinced they're going to die he's having a sleep and you think how is that possible how is that possible I mean I, I was when I was looking for the um, uh, the the storm pictures, you know, the, the video. I found this other video of um, uh, taken taken from the bridge, you know, where the where they drive the ship. So it's a tanker, right? A, a huge oil tanker, and they're in the middle of a storm in the middle of the Atlantic, and it is just beyond scary, right? You know, I mean, tanker. You know, I'm talking big ships sticking out the water. And then there's nothing but water. And then, and then they got they got some CCTV of like inside the 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 um, the crews, you know, where the crew like eat and all that. And honestly, you just the camera isn't moving, and everything else moves. So the tables and the people slide across the floor, and then they slide back. <laughs> it's, it's just honestly, right? Jesus. They had to wake him up. They had to wake him up. And what does he say? Stop it. Just stop it. And you think that is too simplistic. But Bill Johnson, I always reflect, right? Mirror the nature of the world I live in. Okay, so if, if in my world life is anxious, life is stressful, life is uncertain, life is, you know, stormy, that's how I live. Ultimately, that's how I live. Okay, that is how I live. And what goes on in that world, the nature of that world, that's most real to me is how I'll do life. Okay. So the in the invitation to us is what what is the nature of the world that I live in? Okay. Well it's that one. In Jesus. A one. Right? And nothing can separate me from his love okay and Bill not in the same sermon also quoting him again says this you have authority 
over any storm you can sleep through. So the invitation to us, without beating ourselves up, is, okay, Jesus, then teach me how to sleep in the storm. So what I'm just going to do in the, in, the few, in the few moments we've got left is give you a few, to use that picture, a few sleeping pills. All right? Okay, is that okay? Nobody, right? a few like, a few little things that'll help you sleep in the storm. They've helped me sleep in the storm. When we uh, go and see uh, Rebecca in America, um, we see, I seem to cope okay when we go, because we fly, she's eight hours behind us, okay, on the west coast of America. So I tend to cope okay with just having an incredibly long day, because I get eight hours again, you know, when I get there. So you just stay awake, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake. Right? And then by the time you go to bed, you're really, really tired. So providing you wake up at the right time and ignore the fact that you're tired because you were up so long previously, I, the jet lag doesn't, doesn't seem to work so much for me going that way. But because I like watching movies, it's really hard coming the other way because I lose a night's sleep. Because you fly overnight, all right? You leave at, well, whichever you either get an afternoon plane or a tea time plane. So, but then you add the night time on. So really, it's already morning before you, you know, where you, you know. Oh, oh. And um, melatonin is supposedly a natural remedy to help you help you sleep for me. <laughs> and it's not I'm not I'm not using the storm analogy now I'm just you know these these few verses verses that um, I hope are already very familiar with you're very familiar with but I I've just turned them into some more of these I am statements okay so that's just really where we're heading alright so before we go there Again, I don't need to come up with my own phrases, I can just nickel the people. If my awareness of God's presence is so much more real and strong than anything else, then that will help me sleep in a storm. So, really, you know, if I can't get past the truth of the purple water, right, maybe I should just get a purple tint on my glasses. I look at life through the reality that me and Jesus are one, right? And I look at the reality of Brian approaching death through the reality of Right, so, here we go. Question, what's the weather like on the inside? So here's some, here's some verses that are gonna help us, okay? 2 Corinthians 5, 20 says, I am an ambassador of Christ. Now, why is that important? So I'm gonna, 
I've got to do this really quick. Does, it, does anybody know... Do you know what an ambassador does? Okay. What, what was, what's the German word? Okay. So we will have a German person, or family probably, who live probably in London, but not necessarily, right? And they will be the German ambassador to the UK. Yeah? Okay. They represent their country of origin in another country. Now, we watched it. I love crime drama. And there, there was a few years ago, there was a, there was a crime. Uh, it was a, an episode in one of the series of Silent Witness, which is a forensic um, drama, um, uh, crime drama. And the, in, in this scenario, the Dutch ambassador to the UK was suspected of being involved in a murder. And the British police wanted to arrest the Dutch ambassador and question him on suspicion of murder. However, the problem was the murder or, or, or the, the killing had taken place inside the Dutch ambassador's house. Okay? So what? Well, sorry? Exactly. That is the same as it might as well have been done in the other Same laws, same, 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 same everything, right? You, which is what, you know this American embassy, let's get to the embassy, get to the embassy, get to the embassy, we'll be safe. Because it's a little bit of America in the midst of wherever, right? And this was a little bit of Holland in the middle of London, right? Armed police, and I know it was only telly, right, but I'm assuming it's, like, true to form. Armed police, okay, stood at the boundary of his property, shouting to him, you need to come out, you need to come out, right? And he's going, nah, 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 nah. you know, not like that, really, but, like, you can't touch me. He got in his car, and he drove off the property, and they pointed, they pointed the gun at the car. They said, get out of the car, get out of the car. And he said, no. No. And the police force were told to stand down because if they forced him to get out of the car, they would be breaking international law. Right? Because they have no jurisdiction over him. I mean, that is just like beyond. Okay. The reason I say that is because... If we just use that analogy for a second, you think, well, if, if the ambassador's property is when I come to church, right, so I'm safe. I'm safe when I'm in church. But what about when I step off the property into the world, right? Am I then like, ah, oh, I've got no protection anymore? No, you've got complete protection because I am an ambassador. And they have this thing called diplomatic immunity, which basically means, you can't touch me. No, 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 you cannot. And I, I, don't, want to be, I don't want to be trivial, right? I'm, I'm being a bit... But if I really believed that, beyond doubt, if I was sure I had diplomatic immunity, in that sense, using that picture, then I think my fear levels like we were talking about before, 
would be a lot lower. I wouldn't be scared of a lot of things. Right? That is a truth. I can choose to believe it. Now, it's a good idea to meditate on that truth when you're not drowning. Right? Okay? When you're not drowning in fear. When you're not drowning in feeling like the devil's just like... Go find somebody else to punch. Okay? Right? Sometimes, you, you know, you do need to remind yourself in those situations, but... Running out of... Oh, are we? Yes, I will stop in two, two minutes. Okay. I'm a citizen of heaven, which is the same principle. Okay, right? That's where I live. It's on my birth certificate. Hebrews 13.5 says, God will never leave me. Sorry, did I go too fast then? Philippians 3.20. So this is, a, this is my paraphrase. Okay, I've turned that verse into a statement that I am using. Okay, I am a citizen of heaven. Okay, Hebrews 13.5. God will never leave me. Zechariah 9.21. I am a prisoner of hope. I've never done time in jail but hope would be a great place to get locked up. <laughs> I'll say that again. If you're going to get locked up anywhere, right? hope would be a great place to get locked up. Can you imagine four walls in your cell, but your cell is called hope? I would never want to break out of that jail. I'm a prisoner of hope. <laughs> yeah. And this is the last one. Uh, a very famous verse, 1 John 3, verse 1. You know, that's the one that says, you know, how great the love of God is. He's lavished on us that we should be called children of God, and that's what we are. And this comes back to what we said before. You know, I've shown you a picture of Tim. Tim is, Tim is my son. He belongs to me, right? I am God's son. There's a picture of me on God's fridge. okay. There's a picture of you in God's wallet. All right. I am secure in who I am. I am secure. Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.